Hey guys, this is Bailey and Ashley, and this is Reality Calls. So we hung up. Welcome, welcome. We're getting really good at that. that <laughs> we're finally figuring out our name. Only episode number nine, and we remembered yes. our name. I love that. <laughs> it was like I think the first like six episodes we were like, ah, uh, ready, go. go. Yes, it's all good though. Um, welcome back. So today's episode is going to be uh, probably a little bit more... Um, deep. Deep. Yeah. Not Let's get so... your fifis. What? You get in your fifis. What's that mean? Your feelings. Fifis? Is that a young thing? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I, I heard my fifis. Yeah. I felt my fifis. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a thing. Let's talk about our fifis. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like feces, but okay. No, I don't <laughs> Like Riri. Like Rihanna, it's like Riri. Mm. Your fifis. Mm, I'm over that. Okay. <laughs> It's a thing. I like that you're bringing me new information. Letting, I'm letting you know. When my daughter is like, you know, 13, Bro, I'm going to be like, what does this we're mean? We're 32 and I have to stop myself from being a boomer. Yeah. It's you bad. know what boomer means? Old people. Yeah. And they're like, okay, It's like boomer. our parents. Yeah. Well, not yours. Mine. Mine? I, I'm the boomer. I'm 32 and I'm the boomer. <laughs> what? I'm the boomer. I don't get it. I'm the old What person. are we, Gen Z? We are not. Gen X? We are not Gen, old enough. Gen to, Jim B. Jim Buttholes. <laughs> Jim I'm over it. I am of the age of clueless 90s and early 2000s, AOL, and I still am getting like, okay, boomer. It's from a TikTok. And I'm like, oh, okay. Just because I don't waste my time on TikTok all day I don't doesn't mean I don't know. For this. I have two business accounts, yeah. and that is the end of it. And hey, I'm, like, I'm making money while you're watching TikTok. you watch on TikTok. Boom. Okay. Okay. So, anyways. Let's get into our CCs. <laughs> so, we're talking about. Um, but self-love, we're also talking about, like, our struggles, and we're going to be real, real, and open about... Real, open, and Bailey and I both had a conversation early tonight where we were talking about our therapist, and we were like, time out. Save it for the podcast. Yeah, we're like, we've got to talk about this. Yeah. Because I feel like nowadays it's okay to, like... Have a therapist. Have a therapist. Reach yeah. out. Talk to somebody. Especially during COVID. I swear, they said the numbers for, like, anxiety and depression went to an all-time high. Yeah. And we're going to make it fun because, Are we? Uh, yeah, because, <laughs> listen, because mental health, it, there's a way to deal with that and you deal with it your way, you deal with it your way. Yeah. My way sometimes can be um, self-deprecation and uh, what's the word? Where the ther- my therapist was like, it's not everybody's choice, but it's a choice. It helps. Um, where you make fun of like, you make a joke at death or like bad things. Yeah. You're like got a dark uh, sense of humor about yes. it. I don't know what but that's it's called. called specifically. It's called something. something, and there's a therapy called for it. Let and, us know. Okay, we'll get back to that because it's scientifically uh, prescribed by me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Okay, so um, I, we literally had like this great little layout of this episode and how it's gonna go, and now we're drawing blanks. Yeah, we're sitting here going. Last episode, we talked about my dog dying. And yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And it was going to segue nicely into a self-help yeah. talk. I guess I could just talk about, like, from a year ago from now, um, where I was at. And January where I'm to at. now. Yeah. January yeah. to January, basically. Where I was to where I am now. Um, we had my son um, January 4th of 22. And everything was, like, good. I... Um, you fell in love with this... Fell in love with this baby, but like really not like within not at first. Like okay, at first we didn't we didn't know the gender, 
And so when we found out when I had my C-section, I was like, holy crap. Like, I didn't expect a boy. I expected a girl, to be honest, just because that runs in my family. And um, all of those wife tales say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Like, I I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, and I think it's I commend me. you so much for doing that where you show, we find out at the hospital cause I would have been like, I can't help it. I have to start shopping. It was nuts. Yeah. yeah. And I think because I already had like one kid, it was easier, but like doing it the first time. No, there's no way I could have done it. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And, um, but I came home and I thought I was fine. I felt fine. And I, I felt like baby blueish. Um, I guess, you know, just normal stuff. Hormones are nuts. You know, you're figuring it out. Well, the moving business, as Ashley said last episode, it's like her business is on this all-time high during this time. Well, ours isn't like an all-time low. We literally make up like tenfold for it like in mm-hmm. our low season, summer season. In, in our summer season yeah and the moving um, so jay months in the chris in the retail season for me is the deadest yeah and nobody wants to move at christmas so yeah. it's the busiest for me what's well, the slowest for you yeah we flip. so it's 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 slow and so i'm watching my husband and i'm seeing him kind of struggle in the hospital like he had to leave me one of the days and no one was allowed to come in because of covid um and it was really stressful for me, and I just felt very vulnerable. And I can't um, imagine your husband having to go. Yeah, no, I literally cried, and I didn't want him to see me because we run our own business, and that's part of it. And it's like you have to like people don't realize until you do it, you have to sacrifice when you own your own business more than just showing up to a nine to five. And there's and no postpartum or no. There's no break. Pre, pre there. Pre, what is it? The Prenatal care? No, what's the postnatal care? Like, when y'all get a few months to leave, what's that called? Maternity leave. Maternity leave. There's yeah. no paternity or maternity leave when you own your own business. Yeah, None. like, it is what Zero. it is. Like, it's still moving, it's still going, mm-hmm. and if you don't have people taking over that or anything like that, you you don't get any relief. Um, so my husband's, like, having to answer calls while I'm, you know, like, dealing with... Literally being cut open. Yeah, I mean, we did have a we do have a worker that does help us every once in a while. Um, but and he helped us the day of the C section. But after that, it was up to my husband. And then one of the guys, like these guys that do this business, like it's a hard, hard. It's manual labor. Yeah, it's very hard on them. And you're like, so, I'm being stapled, but do what you have to do. Goodbye. Yeah, no. And then when somebody doesn't show up, then what happens? Our guys mm-hmm. are upset and they're overworked and the customers aren't happy. So my husband felt like, like I have to go. I have to go help. And um, it, it broke me because no one was there to help me. I was like, I leaned on the nurses and thank God it was like only a couple hours. Dylan ended up having or being able to turn around and the guy ended up showing up and helping and I I was just I was torn up about it so regardless uh being a business owner and having your baby and being in a slow period and not receiving a lot well Dylan had told me basically when we got home um that like the business was a lot lower than I expected and it it worried the hell out of me I wasn't able to like work to help him I could see him like struggling and I could also feel myself struggling when the baby would cry I literally felt like I couldn't even be in the room like it hurt my heart like it was this most uncomfortable thing and I didn't experience it with my first and I felt so awkward and so uncomfortable and it was to the point where I had to have my mom my mom is like my rock 
my person. She's an angel. Other than my husband. Yeah. And I, I couldn't handle it. But I also knew he was overwhelmed. He was having to work every day. He was having to take on everything. And the stress of us being slow. And where is this money coming to pay us tomorrow when we are... To make payroll. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's such a stressful thing. So we come to find out that I have pretty bad postpartum. Um, and I'm... I mean, my husband's like, I'll stay up all night with the baby. I'll take him upstairs. And I mean, I just feel awful. He can't handle it. I can't handle it. It's like we're both in this nasty, ugly situation. So I'm like, okay, I go, I call my doctor, um, my uh, OB, and he tells me like, these are some great therapists. So I end up calling um, someone he recommended and we talked. I end up going in. I got back on... Um, my meds. I was like taking Zoloft. I was taking a very small amount, but at this point I was like, I had to get off it on my third trimester because it could hurt the baby. It's not something you want to take while pregnant. Yeah. And I did take it through the first and second trimester just because I was kind of going through something before. Um, and then, so after that, uh, I went to therapy and we talked a lot about like me and my mental health and how I felt about the baby. And I never wanted to like harm my baby, but I also just like couldn't be around him long. I felt overwhelmed. And it was just something you just feel totally out of control. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable. And I didn't know how to explain it. And I felt so guilty. And it's just this, this it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after I start getting better, I'm going probably for four months or so. My husband starts just trailing down this awful path of like depression and he tells me like babe like I'm suicidal I not that I want to like do anything but I am just to the point where I'm so overwhelmed so as I'm getting better I'm then having to pick him up catch him as well as raising a newborn and a six-year-old at the time and I'm just like I'm it's it's nuts like how is this happening to us so there's this thing in most people's lives where it's usually when you're both a parent and you go into a hospital because your daughter or your son has broken a limb. You've got soccer. Something's broken. Something's happened. And one parent is panicking. One parent can either also panic or the other parent has to instantly go, I have to handle it. I have to be the survival one. mode. Yeah, you're in officially survival mode and one person has to get it together because you both can't panic at the same time. And then that was the point where I realized you were you were getting it together even though you were in it was fight or flight and you were in fight because everything whether it was it was your hormones from your baby, it was all these things, it was um, hubby dealing with things too and you had to go into fight mode and you were instantly like I have to get it together because everything else is crumbling around me. Or, you know, you can't go into a hospital where you both start panicking and the doctor's like, what's going on? And you both are crying. You One person has to get it together. And you yeah. got it together for a long, like, months. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. He mm-hmm. literally was like, I mean, I've never seen him be so erratic and his mind thoughts and where he's going. And he's going down these rabbit holes of, like, political views and all this stuff. And I'm like, who is this person that I married? Like... It scared the crap out of me. And I'm also trying to heal myself. So I'm going to therapy, you know, weekly. And also looking at him falling to shambles. And he hates medication. And he's not about it. And I get that 100%. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, if you need a Band-Aid for a while, take the Mm Band-Aid. Doesn't mean it has to be for life, you know. So 
finally, like, my parents are even like, let's, like, do something. And we take him. He gets on a little medication. That's not working. We have to readjust it, readjust it, readjust it. It's months. And he's finally talking to somebody that he feels suits him. And that's another thing, too, I feel like with men, they're much more harder to talk into to talk therapy. Yes, and someone that he wanted to talk to. So Mm -hmm. he, like, did this research, and also, like, they had to be under our insurance. So it was like, he's like, but I want to talk to this guy because he seems like he understands where where I would be coming from and all this stuff. Um, And he's very smart, so it's just... Dylan is one of the most intelligent human beings I've ever met, Bailey's husband, and he's just... He's someone who um, uses, like, words that I'm like, what's that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a super smart yeah. guy. So when I first realized he was very, not, it was against therapy, I was just like, what? Like, this seems like something so up his alley he would throw the book at. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he wasn't, like, gung-ho for that, I was just like, what's making him stop? Like, what's making him not want to go forward with that? What's making him not wanting to go, I see a problem here. Let me research this and fix this knowing the facts. At hand. Yeah. And it was so interesting to, to, it was tough to follow along with you guys because you were just like, throw the book at it. Every like, day was hard. Every mm-hmm. day was something different. It was like, I don't know where if he's going to wake up, if he's going to be like in the mood to deal with life or he's not. Like it was very stressful. Even on vacation, like he got off his meds for a while and I was like, oh my gosh, who is this person? My dad was like, I don't know who's talking to us right now, but he is freaking out. And so it just, it was very much an up and up and down battle. And I, we ended up going to couples therapy and we are on the up and up. It is taking a full year of singles, like us, you know, hourly with our own therapist and then together, um, are we perfect right now? Absolutely not. Do we have a lot to learn? Yes. Um, but you know what? We keep going at it. And she's really taught us a lot about, you know, how to communicate what each other's, you know, what we ch- each other needs in our relationship and how we can comfort each other. And almost it got to the point where me and Dylan both were so worried about each other that we were making each other uncomfortable because we were like, are they okay? How are they acting? Are they going to be in a bad mood? If I do this, am I going to feel guilty for taking the time to heal myself? Like, it was, like, I needed to go work out. And I was like, I feel guilty for leaving him with a baby while he's in such a mood where, like, he's uncomfortable. And then I'm trying to do something good for myself to better right. myself. And he would do the same thing. He's like, I feel guilty taking my own time. So it was I like, need an hour to go burn this, off the crazy. Yeah. It was this up and hill battle, but we're starting to figure it out. Beck is obviously, like, he's the best baby. He's so smiley, so happy. It has nothing to do with him. But he's also getting easier. Not that he was ever difficult, but just there was to no the point, colic. There was nothing. But yeah. it was still just like emotions and hormones and, and business baby and all these and things. All the yes. things just like wrapped into one tornado, and this tornado starting to to let go, and it's starting to relax, and it, I, we can actually breathe now, and it is uh, it's such a freeing thing. But if we didn't have, if we didn't take the steps to do the medication, to do the therapy, and things like that, like. I don't know where we would be mentally, and that's such a scary thought. Well, and I can't stress enough. I feel like it's a it's a great uh, platform to talk about it because we have a podcast. But a lot of 
women and men both go like therapy is so cheesy i don't want to talk i don't want to pay to talk to a stranger i don't want to mm-hmm. i don't want to be on meds and feel like a zombie i don't want to do all these things and and i feel like if you don't go in knowing there is options where you feel like yourself there are options where not necessarily you can call your best friend and vent i can call bailey and talk to bailey and go she's my best friend since second grade i can tell her anything girl i got hemorrhoid help me (laughs) i will talk about all the things but talking to a therapist they are equipped to say put this in your toolbox and question this and question what you're going through and saying does that make sense like how do you feel like by responding to that do you feel like that was the right way they make you question your behavior as well to go "Ooh, should i have done it that way should i have not and then Tools to learn how to calm down when you're stressed or when you have anxiety. And and these are things that they can teach you that a Navy SEAL does when they are being fired at. So your body What's is that called? Fight or flight and box breathing. Box breathing. Yeah, yes. explain that. So your body, when you're getting, whether you're fired at, whether you're in a car accident, you have to lift a car off of your baby, whether all these things, your body's doing the same thing. It's dumping adrenaline. It's dumping all these chemicals. And you can either fight or flight. And so your body doesn't know how to handle the things. When you have anxiety and you're sitting on a friend's couch, you're not lifting a baby. You're not needing that adrenaline to burning that off. Your body is going, what do I do with all this? You're going, how do I breathe it off? And so they teach uh, Navy SEALs this box breathing thing, which basically means where you count up four seconds, you count over four seconds, you count down four seconds, and you count back over four seconds. You're basically building a breath in a box for four seconds. And if you can breathe through that and get your blood pressure down, you can get your heart rate back down. And sometimes if you're having anxiety or depression, those things will dump, your chemicals will dump into your brain where you're going like, I'm sitting on a couch. There's nothing dumping into my body that needs to lift something or do these things where you have to burn that off. So what do you do with all these chemicals? These chemicals are in your blood and Mm -hmm. you're going, how do I calm down? And those breathing techniques can help. Where if you don't have a therapist, if I'm talking to Bailey and I'm telling her my shit, my shit day and my shit this and my shit that, she doesn't know those toolboxes, those tools and those toolboxes to do that. So box breathing is just an example, like kind of a 101 therapy thing that I learned that's now in my toolbox that I go, I feel my chemicals dumping right now and it shouldn't be. And this is how I take myself down. And this is how I calm myself down. 100%. So... I don't want you to discount therapy and, and this is a little bit of a soapboxy episode to say like try these things but everybody who's gone through pregnancy and you have a dumping of chemical hormones or you've gone through anxiety or depression or you've gone through anything that just sucks. Yeah. Those things are all things that if you don't you don't reach out and utilize a better help situation or um, a therapy situation that your insurance covers or whatever it is, they can put those things in your toolbox. And sometimes it takes one to three therapists, one to five therapists till you nail yeah. it. You can't just meet a person. That's and, a great point. It's literally like dating a human. You yeah. can't just be like, I'm going to marry this person. So the very first person that I'm being put set up with with my insurance is going to be a great fit for me. This is a person that you can change. You can switch out. You can literally date them until you realize that this is a person a fit for you. Yeah. So, I've been I've been through three. Mm-hmm. And um, back whenever I was previously engaged, I had 
an abusive situation and I had to get through that when I was younger and I had somebody I went to first who was recommended by a friend and it worked she was great for her but she was probably a fit for therapy for abuse no it was it wasn't it wasn't about that okay like if she was a fit for her and she spoke to her in the right way but like for me I needed to be challenged to get out of that toxic relationship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she all she did was really listen I didn't feel like she was giving me enough so I jumped to somebody else and when I did she would question me and I'd find myself like defending him because I wanted to give him like all, everything yeah and yeah. I I because I loved him bad. exactly yeah. and, and she questioned that but then I would leave me hating the fact that I would defend him and I'd feel it and I'd be like why am I fighting for this guy who's so awful for me literally bruised my face yes like it's it's so awful but so like like she said and this therapist i'm going to is a completely different one so it's like like you had to find your fit i went to the the first one for you know multiple sessions and i just didn't feel like i was getting out of it It doesn't mean it's not working for you you just have to find who fits you it fits what you're going through because one person can just be a great listener she's like a great friend she's gonna listen and talk and and give you scenarios where she feels your pain there's other ones that are gonna go okay this is how you deal with it and how do you let's do some exercises and we're gonna make you uncomfortable but let's talk about it and then there's other people that are really gonna go through i'm a specialist in abuse or i'm a specialist yeah. in recovery or i'm a specialist i'm gonna in push alcoholism. you until it hurts and then you're gonna figure out why and yeah. you're gonna either decide whether this is a pu- good push or a too hard push mm-hmm. and you're gonna figure that out i i cannot stress this enough it's really like dating find your right person and yeah. then let them fit for you because you're in a different place now with who you were in an abusive relationship then oh 100 to versus who you're talking to now and she may give you very very different hundred percent. I also did a lot of self like work on myself mm-hmm. and after that and I kind of looked outside of who I am and I wanted to become a better person and honestly like where I worked and the people I was with and I looked up to they really helped me be a better person and and I I looked outside myself and, and found like who I need to be and what I want to be and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah you can lean on a lot of different things and places whether it's your boss or your your coworkers or your therapist or your best friends or just find the people, I mean, that really, like, you really love a TikTok person and they just really bring you inspiration. Like, lean on that and, and yeah. lean into that and go for it. What's your experience with therapy? What what was that like? Okay, so when I first started therapy, it was um, probably nine years ago and my sister had already gone through a, a year before. She's a year older than me, so we're Irish twins. We're less than a year apart. And she had gone through some really bad anxiety that hit her at whatever age, let's say 22. And when I turned 22, it was like debilitating. Yes, debilitating anxiety for my older sister who couldn't drive. It hit her so hard. She had two children. It hit her while she drove. So the anxiety hit her while she was driving. So driving became an anxiety for her. So she no longer could drive. She stopped driving at that point. I can't imagine. No. And I'm a person who have two business locations halfway across Texas. So I very much need to drive. That's part of my job. So I was just like, what are you doing? Take medicine. Go to the hospital. Go do, you do what you have to do. And I just didn't understand it because I've never felt it. And exactly like almost to the month that it happened to Lindy, it happened to me at the age that it hit her. And there's now, since that's happened since we were 22, I'm 32 now. 
that so many things have happened to her one year before they happened to me. Eczema hit me at the same time. Um, cholesterol. Cholesterol hit me at the same time. There's so many things that hit hereditarily her one year before they hit me. So I'm just like, bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> Take care of your body because... Well, anyway, so she dealt with some anxiety that literally debilitated her where she couldn't go to the store. She couldn't go to the grocery store. She couldn't go to the movies. She couldn't go to Walmart. She couldn't pick up her kids anymore and so on. And so when it started to hit me, it hit me like a freight train where I felt I lived in a small town with my husband in West Texas and I couldn't go to my best friend's house at that time. I couldn't drive to her house. The the buildup of going to her house for dinner gave me debilitating anxiety that day where I was like, something's wrong. I know something's wrong. Something is, Lindy, whatever happened to Lindy, shout out Lindy, my sister, happened to me. And I was feeling it, and it was chemical, and I felt like I was a car. This is my analogy when I went to the doctor. I was a car parked in the garage in in park. I was in park. The keys were out. I was perfectly healthy. Yeah. Okay? When I felt my anxiety hit, it was like sludge was poured in the gas tank. And then the gas was pushed all the way down. The pedal was to the metal. And I was parked in the garage. And so when I was explaining that to the doctor, I was just like, I'm healthy. I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's great. But I'm sitting here with my pedal to the metal, and I'm sitting in your office. Mm -hmm. I should be calm. I should be talking to you. I should go, you know, I have a cold. I have a stuffy nose, whatever it is. And so they were like, you're having anxiety. They played with my medicine. It took two or three tries to get the medicine right. But I eventually, once they, they prescribed me what they thought, and I went back a week later and said, I don't feel this. Give me something else. But by the way, my sister is dealing with this as well. She's taking this. And they said, it's a lot of the time the same thing. So if you're genetic If wise, you have a family mm. member, a mom, a sister, or whatever, having the same issues, try to request what they take. Because if it works for them, it may work for you. That's funny because my mom recently got on Zoloft with their whole house thing. And actually, it worked. It works great for her just as much Nailed as it. helping me. Yeah. I took Zoloft first and felt nothing. It mm. was like feather in the wind yeah so i got on lexapro which is what lindy was on and i said she's on this dosage and this this prescription can i try that and they were like funny you mentioned that sisters family moms or someone may feel better once they feel the one thing so we i got on that and i threw the book at it because i'd seen what had happened to lindy and how bad it had affected her and so i said throw the book at this let me try it everything that she didn't do i want medicine i want therapy i want um, i want to just feel better i want to like, no feel matter what i don't care how much it takes like i want to feel better i want to know that when going to it leaving my home leaving my bubble shouldn't cause a fight or flight like chemical mm -mm. <coughs> i shouldn't feel a chemical dump in my brain leaving my home yeah that's, that's wrong abnormal. that's yeah. wrong and so all these things dumped it. Now, however, let me just give you all fair warning. And I think I mentioned you mentioned this earlier when you were talking about coming off of it. When you try to come off of this meds, once you start these meds, there's no going back. So understand what you're taking and understand that once you come off of it, it can be a very hard road to come off because you are literally changing your brain's chemical like plugins. You are now plugging in to a different wavelength. Whereas before, it's dumping something it shouldn't have, and it's trying to rewire. When you try to come off of that, <coughs> excuse me, you now get this problem where it's trying to plug into something it doesn't have anymore. So I tried to come off it because I said, I don't want to be on medicine for the rest of my life. I feel better. I've gone to therapy. Mm -hmm. I've got, I go every week. I'm taking chemical this and that. I don't need to come off of the, or I don't need to take a pill every single day. I'm, I'm better. I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I tried to come off of it. 
and therapy or and and anxiety came back with a vengeance. It literally oh, punched bad. me in the face and said, "Bitch, sit down, be humble." It did not want to say you can come off of this anymore. And the doctor specifically said, "You have to come off of it healthily. You have to go through us. We don't say cut it in half and take half every day." It could be a quarter, then a half. Well, then it'll like, say take a full dose and then take one nothing one do- day. And okay. it, it's just a weird thing where yeah. I was like, I was doing the right thing. I'm cutting a Tylenol in half or I'm taking a Lexapro in half, taking in half and just taking half. It came back and it hit me in the dick. It really, really pissed. So I will tell you, my therapist did give me... Um, Got a tickle. Uh, <laughs> you see that? Uh uh, advice and this is great because I love this because it it told people that don't want to be on meds everywhere that like or every day forever like that there's an option. She said once you start feeling better, she was like and feeling better for a year. She was like you want to build your self confidence back up and you want to be to the point where when you come off this medication that you are in a very very good place. Mm-hmm. So she's like once you feel good, wait a year and after that year. Then you start trickling down as your doctor tells you to, (coughs) to get off that medicine and see how you feel. And I'm like, I love that because it it didn't say you're on this forever. And guess Mm -hmm. what? Like, Mm -hmm. you're suckered to that. You are now a pill pill popper. Yeah. So I'm like, that's great. you feel like a zombie. So if you're a zombie, you've taken too much. Yeah. And if you are still feeling anxiety. Did you ever feel like a zombie? No. I never did too. I never felt anything ever. I just stopped feeling like chemicals sludge dumping in my brain. I felt just so overwhelmed like that. I just like, I was questioning everything. I just felt like. Was yours ever depression and anxiety or was it just anxiety? Probably both. I mean. (coughs) I've never felt depression. Yeah. Like where you wanted to lay in bed forever? Nope. Mine was up and going, but it was just like, I can't leave. I can't leave. I feel comfortable here. I'm comfortable. The end. Don't leave. It was very up and Adam. It was it was the gas going full force. It was it was pedal to the metal. It wasn't depression. And my husband feels depression. So I'm like, what does that feel like? I don't understand. I can't help with that. What's that like for him? His is more um, it's sadness, it is down, it is reclusiveness, it's not talking, it is um, it is a stale going in. Does it go show. in waves or is it like in well, a constant or how does that work? I don't think for a while he felt like it was going in waves until I brought it to his attention where I said, you know, you're going up and down. One day you're good. He can talk to a brick wall. He can talk to a, a waiter in a wife restaurant and just be silly and funny. Or he's going to order his food and shut the fuck up. There's no in between. It is so solid and different and it is just this or that it is black or it is white it is nowhere in between and i kind of i talked to him about that i got a cat hair in my hair in my eye um i kind of <laughs> talked to <laughs> kitty cats in my mouth in my in my <laughs> in your mouth in my mouth i talked to him about it one day and i just was like do you not realize that you're very one or the other you wake up on the wrong side of the bed or the right side of the bed that's it all day long the end and he was like no i didn't realize that and he just was like i just I'm struggling, and I, and I said, go figure, go talk to your doctor, and, and let's change your meds. Let's let's throw the book at that, too. Let's therapy. Let's doctor. Let's do all these things. And he realized his medicine was just a, a, a dose that was maintaining. It wasn't helping. So he upped his dose, 
And he does, he, he's talked to me about it. He goes, this could be a roller coaster ride of feeling where the doses are. And I'm just playing with it right now. And the doctor's following along with it. But I'm on the high and I feel great right now. And I'm not feeling down. And, and I may come down, but we're along for the ride. And so you have to play with it. So if they start you on five, they start you on 10, they start you on 20. Play with what you're starting off at because you don't know where you're going to end and go, is this going to bottom out? Is this the top of the roller coaster? Am I going to hit the bottom? Or you might have to jump to different kinds. <coughs> so they say that, like, if you're not hitting on this certain kind. If you feel nothing at all, Zoloft is the, is a, is a certain neoreceptor that doesn't hit where the Lexapro does. Yeah. I'm a Lexapro. Yeah. And Bailey's a Zolofter. Mm-hmm. So make sure you play with it because if you aren't feeling better something isn't hitting i know and it sucks especially for people who don't want to be on meds and yeah they don't want to deal with that but at the same time it's like if you can't function in society and be mm-hmm. where you want to be in life and and feel there for your kids or your family or whatever it might be like you have to do what you have to do and if right. that means being on meds for a year or two years like like realize this is temporary but you know what i'm helping myself that means i'm helping my family i'm bettering myself like this is all a process and it is going to be rough it is but you're along for the ride guess what you're going to come out on top as long as you're doing (coughs) the things that you need to help you well and that's i want to come back to my sister who really as someone who's debilitated like I said, I threw the book at it. I went to therapy. I did all these things, and I instantly was like, okay, I, I feel better. It, I, it took me about a month to level out, and it, I kept going to therapy and so on. Lindy, shout out Lindy. I'm sorry if you're listening. But she was really against a Tylenol when she had headaches. Like, you, sometimes you just get a headache or knee pain or lower back pain. You just need to take a Tylenol. Right? Like, that's part of it. She refuses every medicine. See, I like to try without too for I a love to try without three. Yeah. You're like, I, I'm dehydrated. I could drink some water. Yeah, or whatever like, there's it. a reason why there's I have a reason this why. She was adamantly against medicine, though, but it debilitated her for years, where she couldn't drive her kids to school. She couldn't go to the grocery store. She would walk in and walk out. It, it was so that's overwhelming. so crazy. And so she couldn't go to movies or go to Target or take her kids to school or go to her child's play. And this took years for her to get past it because she refused medicine. And so once she realized, okay, maybe, maybe let's let's just try the medicine and try it. She she tried the medicine, and to this day, she is still out on movie theaters. She's out on Target, big stores, but she's actively working with and just started recently therapy. This has been eight nine years. How going. long has she been in therapy? She just started therapy, maybe a year, maybe. Aww. So she's starting therapy, and the therapist is like pushing her where she's uncomfortable yeah and well that's going, how you grow well and i'm realizing now how many um boutique owners have dealt with what lindy dealt with so we all kind of were just like it's in your head get in a car drive your like like get over it and and i think her ex-husband she's now divorced and remarried he very much didn't understand it and was just like get over it like it's part of it get over it like do it and I'm realizing a lot of these boutique owners who literally couldn't drive their cars. Really? This lot. is like a thing. This is a thing that I didn't... Re- Do you think they're just overwhelmed with business meets it's life? A lot of, it's, it's a lot of things that just your internal brain just collapses. And you have to build back up. So they start doing a lot of things that they're like... Whether car driving is a problem for you or whatever it is. Anxiety on a highway is one thing. Versus like I physically can't get in my car to go pick up my kids anymore type thing. 
And so she, one, one boutique owner said it was day by day with a therapist going, get in your car, drive to the end of the street and back. And when you feel yeah. good about that, you go on to the next place and you build up. Yeah. And then you walk into Target and then you leave. And then you go into Target to the dollar bins and then you leave. And you just keep building on and so on where Lindy is now... I'm a, she's like, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm cognitively therapying, working through you're it. You're talking and you're it to yourself, too. And it took years to get a therapist Ooh. and a person that fit who understood because her husband didn't believe her. Her kids were like, why are you being like this? Why can't you go to my play? All of these things to nine years later, she's going like, there is steps you can take, but you have to almost feel validated by seeing a boutique owner or seeing a... A person or whoever it is that deals with your shit, a, a mom with postpartum, that you're yeah. like, I'm not the, I'm not an the asshole. only one. I'm not the only one. There's <clears> other <throat> people out there like me, and that's why yes. it, we feel strongly about sharing all. Why that. we're very strongly to go. This is not the happy-go-lucky podcast that we normally do, but we have to talk about the fact that we're both in very different genres. We both have children or no children. We both have very different businesses. Yeah, very different businesses, and we both are in therapy. We are both on Lexapro, whether Lexapro or, or Zoloft. Yep. So whatever the mental health medicine for you is, <coughs> find the thing and the combination of two that makes you the best person that you are and then do make that combo and, and then you can taper off or you can come off therapy. So yeah. I started off therapy once a week and now I'm going every three weeks and it, it, you just have to go, what's the best fit for you and how, what do you want to talk about and understand that therapy, like... They're strangers. You don't, you, they're not your mom. They don't care how often you drink. Like you can talk about stuff to them that you can't talk about to the people you love. So my biggest thing is I want to complain. I, sometimes I want to complain about my husband. I wanna, of course. Of I want to bitch about Trey being a butthole some days. I or just his do. depression. You're or like, his depression. What do you say? I wake up happy all the time. How the heck it's not the thing I don't have depression. I have anxiety. And I've never had depression. I've never dealt with ex- depression. I don't know what it feels like. I can't be empathetic to that. And Trey deals with depression. So I just have anxiety where I'm high-functioning anxious. But Trey deals with anxiety. So I also sometimes want to complain about Trey where I'm just like... Why are you so moody? Why are you being a butt? Be happy. Why are you you mad the last night? You woke up this morning mad. Why are you still mad? And I want to talk to my best friends or my mom and vent. And sometimes when you talk to your mom, everybody, every woman who's listening to this understands. When you talk to your mom, she wants to protect you. That's your mama. She wants to protect you. And so she's instantly mad at whatever it is because she's like, they're not being the best to my baby. And so at that point, you're just like, well, we get over it. Me and Trey get over it. We get through it. We're better. We're stronger from it. Mommy's still mad. Mom's still upset because you upset my baby. So when you talk to a therapist, too, it's also really nice because they want to, they don't care. They're not your mama. They're not your friend. They're nothing other than, like, they're there to listen. And I also want to say, too, when I, in 2020, I signed up for, um, woo! But I signed up for BetterHelp because I'd heard it on a podcast. Tell them about your experience with that. That is crazy. Let me tell you about an experience that I had that I still can't stress the best about um, therapy in general, but you may not have, you not have the best chance. The best beginnings to it. So you're like, give up on it. Don't give, don't give up. So how long did it take you though from that experience to, I got really lucky when my first one nine years ago and I just went, I had to drive an hour and a half one way. To see her in an hour and a half back. But I'm talking about... Okay, explain the better health thing <coughs> and then explain, like, 
Okay. How that affected you and how you didn't touch anybody I else I didn't for a touch while. anybody yeah. else for a while because during 2020, everybody was like, you need a therapist, reach out to a therapist. So I was listening to a podcast and whatever, and they recommended BetterHelp, which I no, no shame on BetterHelp. I feel like it can help so many people. However, that was the first um, company I reached out to. And I, you fill out this thing, and it was on a podcast that I listened to, and they had a, a coupon code, like, reach out to them. They're the ones. And so I was like, sounds great, accepts my insurance, let's go. And so I reached out and I specifically filled out their form that said, would you rather have this or that? Would you rather have a female or would you rather have a male? It's just like having a doctor or OBGYN. Would you rather have a male or a ma- female or a male? Would you rather have a um, religious person? Because sometimes therapy can be religious. Do you feel blessed or do you feel lucky? Do you? There's yeah, a lot of wording. That totally makes sense. makes a huge difference when you're therapist. I personally feel um, I didn't want religion in my therapy. I wanted none of the, I wanted a female non-religious therapist who was going to be my best fit for me. I got a man reverend. <laughs> they got and it I was wrong. Like, they got it real wrong. You swung and you fucking missed. Okay. So then. Better help my ass. <laughs> listen, they've helped so many people that I'm like, they just didn't get it right with me. I still feel like you should try because they also don't accept insurance. So if you don't have insurance, try there. And be very specific. If you don't get your first swing, go third, fourth, fifth. Keep going until you until you hit a match. You are literally dating this person. Yeah. You are trying to find someone who literally is going to know your inner darkest secret. So keep going. Well, then I had gone on to um, from BetterHelp to um, another therapist. And I had just gone to a local person my doctor had recommended. And it was like a um, new leaf or something like that. And I set up, and I had never done Zoom before, and I was so nervous to just do I a hate Zoom. Zoom. Oh my gosh! I, it's, it's impersonal, but you're in front of someone. It's so but it was awkward. during COVID, so you're yeah. like, I'll do it in front of a computer. I sit, I go. The therapist ghosts me. She she ghosts me, and I was just like, um, Did I have an appointment today? Like, did I click on things wrong? Did I sign up wrong? She just <laughs> forgot about my therapy. Okay, you're like I'm that. <laughs> I'm that I for you forgot uh, about me. Okay, I'm literally reaching out for a mental help. So like, <laughs> I mean, your job—you have one fucking job, okay? So, fail, fail, fail. Okay, so then I go on to—I uh, actually reached out and I and she had heard that I'd had terrible help. So my husband's therapist. My husband's been going to therapy for um, years, and he said one therapist, and he literally reached out to one therapist and. Nailed it. He is just a perfect fit for her, and they are they talk every single week, and it is just like clockwork. And if things mix up or somebody overlaps, they just call later, and it's perfect. Well, I reach out to this therapist, and we're just not a fit. He, she's such a great fit for my husband, but she had already gone so many years with my husband that she had already like. I want to bitch about my husband sometimes. That's what therapy is for. I want to bitch about him. I want to talk about our complaints. I want to talk about what he does wrong with my laundry. I want to just talk about that because when I come home from a 12-hour day, that's part of my complaint. That's part of my stress. And I want to talk about that. And she defended him. And then she forgets about me. Not once. Twice. And I was just like, as long as you don't bill me, I don't care. But this is like not... Forget? She forgot about our appointment. And the first one she was like, the first one she's like, if you don't get a text from me through our system, through our therapy system, you are not set. You are not scheduled. And I was like, okay, my my bad, I guess. Like, no, you're bad. Okay, okay. I'll go ahead and accept that. So the next time she forgets about me, if she had texted me before, I was in the system, just fucking forgot. 
And so I'm just like, I'll just... I, I was about to make a, a mental health joke, and I'm not going to, because that's my... <laughs> that's my... my but Safeguard was, that yeah, you do. That's my, yeah. my non-healthy way of dealing with it, but I was just about to be like, okay, fine. So I dropped her, and she had reached out, was like, give me one more chance, and I was like, I'm just going to find someone else. And I've been recommended by my sister, and I'm using her therapist now, and I can't recommend enough. Sometimes don't get a therapist that your family is using, but this was just a perfect fit for it me worked. yeah and she's giving me tools trace trace therapist doesn't give him tools he just talks and he feels better do you know that though i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i'm pretty well, maybe he uses it and doesn't tell you <clears throat> i'm pretty sure where i just say listen what i learned listen today. listen so this is the funny thing is okay. that like dylan i'm listening to him okay so i'm very much like when i go into therapy I'm like, this is what I'm here to talk about. Like, and she throws me a totally different way, but it's always very, like, it's serious. It's what I want to work on. I'm like, I'm spending and I'm spending this money to talk to you for an hour. So I'm, I accidentally overhear Dylan and I don't overhear anything, but I'm like listening. Like it's from afar where I can kind of hear. He's having therapy in the house and you hear it. And he's laughing and I'm like, what the fudge? Like, Like it's. I cry. No, it literally makes me mad because I'm like, are we paying for you to have a buddy here? Or are we like getting? Is this guy actually digging into things? Or are you guys buddy, buddy? This is ridiculous. So I I start to get angry and I go to him and I'm like, so I heard you like laughing. It's fine. He knows. We've talked about it. Okay. But (laughs) Dylan just got out. She's like, does he know about this? I'm like, yeah, of course he does. Because I went to him and I couldn't help myself to go, what the hell are you laughing about? What is funny in therapy that you need to work on? Because I'm taking it very serious to help us get back to normal. And I'm like, are you taking this serious? Because to me, it almost pisses me off. Um, And he's like, no, it's like, that's the way that I react when I'm uncomfortable about something. It's just, this is a dark humor thing. It's a dark humor thing. Yeah. And so he's like, it's his way to like laugh something off and like, I'm uncomfortable. Okay, but to me, I'm listening. I'm like, you guys sound like best friends, and this is irritating. Yeah, you should so be getting every. So, like, what I'm gonna say is everything. <clears throat> you may overhear something, or you may not understand it, but you're not straight in that therapy with mm-hmm. Trey, and mm-hmm. you may not know. So, technically, I've just talked to Trey, and I was like, I learned something great today, and I want to share it with you. And it's something that I feel like helped me a lot this week, or whatever it is. Yeah. And he's like, that's great i really love that i'm like he specifically tells my husband like it's your therapy you don't need to tell her anything true so i feel like he's very close-lipped when it comes to his therapy i absolutely agree so i would say maybe he just doesn't want to share with you what you want to hear i agree more however i've now had his (laughs) therapist and his therapist was mine for a little while but you guys didn't click either i know what I love the most about a therapist. Now, you may just want to vent and go, let me just talk for now. Let me just fucking word dump in no, your No, I want to hear feedback. I, I sometimes, and I, I think help. Trey's best way is, let me just vom- ear vomit in your ear hole. That's what I want to do for an hour. I'm going to pay for that. Now, I want to go, these are my issues. I'm having work issues. I'm having home issues. I'm having this. Tell me how to best deal with that. And yeah. she's going to say, okay, in my professional opinion, how you handle this is X, Y, Z. Try this. Try this. Well, Fox and she's reading, like, let's work through that. She's like, yeah. if you 
if you ran into this situation, let's role play. Yeah, she role plays me a lot, and I'm just like, I'm uncomfortable. I, I don't hate role that. Play. I I'm hate 32 that. I'm 32 years old. I'm not going to act with you over the phone. I, I don't hate want that. I'm uncomfortable. And yeah. she's like, I will be so and so, and let's talk. And I'm like, Ew, cringing your teeth. It's yeah. awful. I know. It is the best thing for me. So I don't know what's best for everyone, but that was the therapist who was best for me because she keeps pushing me and just squishing my ick. And it just <laughs> squishes my ick to the point where I'm like, and now if that situation happens, I'm prepared. Mm -hmm. And I feel better. And so, I, I mean, you find what's best for you, but I, I mean, I really can't stress if therapy is it for you. Um, I do want to say something else. So if you've refused to go to therapy or if you're like, it's not for me, it's not that bad, I have nothing to talk about for every two weeks, you can go once a month, you can go every three weeks, you yeah. can go once a week. And you know what? You, you never know when somebody's going to come up. So, like, I felt that way and I was like, okay, me and my husband just need to go, like, every, like, month. That's fine. Okay, and then something big happens and I'm like, oh, my God. Book an appointment. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, do it now. Like, you just. Sometimes you don't know just having that stuff booked out. And, yeah. And then they dig into things you wouldn't even think about that, like, maybe early in your relationship yeah. have affected the way that you react to each other or whatever. Right. It's, uh, I would just say, just be open-minded and, and realize that sometimes it's not even, like, it's also not even about you. If it's not even a personal situation and maybe it's about your marriage and how yeah. you communicate with the other person and you're like, I'm having a problem like reaching my husband right now. He's in a hard place and he refuses therapy, but I believe in it and I'm here to figure out how to get through that. Right. Like sometimes maybe it's not about you having a problem, but it's like, I want to fix my relationship with my mother-in-law or my, my own mother, whoever it is. Like, don't be afraid to reach out. It doesn't hurt. Well, and that's so many things that where you're just like, I'm working on myself. Why are other people working on themselves? And you're just like, you can't control yeah. all of those things. Yes. And you're just going to be the best person you can. And you know how to now to react to those people who aren't working on themselves. To be honest, though, can I say on like the opposite side, like, I'm exhausted working on myself. <laughs> like, no. It's like, yeah. society, life. Everyone thinks like everyone needs to better themselves. Everyone needs to do this. And you need to be the best wife. And you need to be the best mom and do all the things. And I'm like, sometimes you just need a break. Sometimes you just need to suck and eat a fucking cookie. Like it's <laughs> not part of the diet and it's not part of what's best. And sometimes I literally, my, my doctor, my, my therapist talked a lot about my, my drinking. And they were like, is this the best thing? Or could you go on a walk? Or could you do this? And I'm like... Yeah, but my dog died, so I drank a bottle of wine. And that's the part of it. And you have to be okay with just being like, yeah. you have to throw in the towel some days and go, I'm not working on myself today. I'm going to be a fucking turd, and I'm going to lay on the couch yeah. and drink wine and be a bitch. And that's okay. Yeah. And then you start tomorrow. Yeah. Or the next day, or the next week. Yeah. No, I get, <laughs> I gave I, myself a I week. totally get that. No, I, see, for me, like, I don't really believe in, like, New Year's resolutions. Right. I'm just like... When you want to get on top of something, like, just get on top of it. You don't need to wait for the new year. You don't mm -hmm. need to wait for Monday. You don't, like, I am not somebody. Eat the chips and queso because you feel better. Well, and then get over I'm it. also not somebody that deals with, like, weakness well. So, right. I hate weakness. And to me, because I'm such a strong person. Yes. That, like, when I see people being overly weak, like. Don't be a bitch. It, it does. No, yeah. it, it drives they me like nuts. Play. I can't yeah. help it. And um, that is something I've softened up to, to, uh, for my husband and for my family and things like that. But. 
all I'm saying is sometimes it's like good to let those walls down and not try to be perfect like society tells us to be in Instagram and our friends and mm-hmm. all they're posting and like we've all heard that oh they're just putting on a show and they they are and but sometimes life is happy and we do want to share it so yeah. it's, sometimes it's not a show it's just happy and we right. want to share it but at the same time like just realize like they could be going through something like no one knew I was going through the stuff I was going through when I was so when I, I was post posting about my baby and and newborn life and things like that other than my best friends yeah. so and I started looking in from the Instagram or Facebook life you could look like Bailey's got this great husband and they're so happy and look at this beautiful baby and they've mm-hmm. got another one and, and we're literally at rock bottom yeah figuring life out day by day hour right. by hour yeah so it you never know where someone's going from and just be kind just be kind don't be a dick. be kind to yourself most importantly don't be a dick to yourself <laughs> because you are your own worst enemy the end yeah. No one else really gives a fuck. They're going to scroll past it and they're going to go on to the next picture mm-hmm. and the next picture and no one's going to listen. You are your own worst enemy. So give yourself grace and give yourself, um, you know, like give yourself some failure and start back tomorrow and, and, and bitch and moan and then start tomorrow. Yeah. Complain. Give yourself time to be weak. Yeah. But also like grow from that and move on and be strong and you be, don't get better be the woman you want to be. Yep. Uh, what I feel like my, um, my, my old doctor used to say, um, you don't grow in the valley because it's green and it's fresh. You Mm -hmm. grow in the mountains. Mm -hmm. So you have to work hard in the ugly and then, you know, you get to embrace in, in the beauty. So. Okay. So I just have to circle one more time because I, I didn't tell this earlier to Bailey because I was like, I'm literally going to hold this for the podcast. So this wasn't even from my therapist. I paid too much money to get good stuff from the therapist and I didn't get this from the therapist. I got this bitch from TikTok. Here's a nugget for y'all. So there's this woman on Facebook or this girls on face or on TikTok who had said, this is so cheesy, but tell yourself how, on the regular how blessed you are or how lucky you are. I'm personally not a religious person, so I say lucky. Bailey may be like, I'm so blessed. I well, you're, blessed. You're yeah. having such a shit day, but you're like, I'm still so blessed because I have... Look at my yard. Look at my baby playing in her playground. Like, mm-hmm. like, look at any little thing that you can look at and go, I am blessed to have that. Whatever it is, I'm fucking blessed. Or I'm lucky. So I regularly have to drive to Midland. And it is a, is my best, is my, is my more lucrative store. It's my more, um, so my money's at. Are we pouring? We need more drink. Please. Okay. Um, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Well, like it's Hand more, gesture. <laughs> It's my it's my higher um, business store. It's where I make more money. But going out there, I have to stay in a hotel. I'm away from my husband. I'm away from my dogs. I'm away from all these things. And so when I get back to Granberry, where my home is, my dogs are, my husband is, I hug him. I go outside. I look. I stand on my deck, and I just breathe in the air. There, I'm near the. I'm right on the water. I look at my green grass. I have these. This what about being grounded? Don't you do that? Yeah, I take my I t- take my socks and shoes off, and I if I if it's not winter, I put my feet in my grass because in my in West Texas, every I literally sodded my ground, and I still had stickers. My feet you couldn't see in my yard. There were stickers everywhere, and my grass now are just this beautiful lush grass. I put my feet in the grass. I touch the ground. I physically touch the ground, which is called grounding. It's part of therapy. Look it up. And, but I also just breathe in the fact I have trees and I, I'm in front of the water and I just breathe in my home, 
my yard, my patio, which is such a, a, a another room to my house. And I just go, I'm so lucky. I have this space. I have this. But the point was, is that therapy, or that, uh, not therapy, that TikTok had said, take advantage and go, I'm so, ther- I'm so lucky. I'm just so lucky. I just, I'm it lucky. It will change your perspective it's, of it's, the day. Um, affirmations or whatever. Well, then she said, so she, my, my shop girl is the one who told me this. She's 21 years old and was like, I'm scrolling through TikTok. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. And I'm cheesy, whatever. Well, then she scrolled down and she goes, I just watched this TikTok and saw another TikTok. I watched this TikTok where this girl said how lucky she is, how lucky she is. She's just driving her in a car and how lucky she is. And I just was like, all these great, like, I'm so lucky. And all these great things happened to me. And she lists them off. Well, Ashley said, okay, whatever. So she's like, I feel like a cheesy cheese cheese. And I'm driving in my car and I'm just like, I am so lucky to live in whatever. And I just so she's playing into she's the li- top, She goes, TikTok. I am cheesy as fuck, but I'm playing into this TikTok. I am lucky. I am lucky. I am lucky to get to go do this. I'm lucky mm-hmm. all these things. I'm lucky to drive this car. People do that during Thanksgiving, I feel like. Yes. They, like, oh, 21 days of yeah, thankfulness. thankfulness. Yeah. We'll do it on a random fucking Tuesday in January. When and you're she, angry, yeah. Yeah. Not even angry. Just remind yourself how lucky you are. And she drove to Tea to Go, which is where she picked up her tea. She goes, Tea to Go to Starbucks every day before she comes to work. And the person in front of her happened, just so fucking happened, to buy her tea. Mm-hmm. And you know when you go to McDonald's, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Someone no, bought her Starbucks. tea. Starbucks. I've not heard of McDonald's. I don't go there. But Okay. Well, then she leaves <clears> tea <throat> to go and she goes, picks up, because she's also gluten-free and has a lot of food yeah. allergies. She goes to Starbucks to pick up this egg white something or other sandwich that she gets every morning. It's literally like clockwork. Tea to go, Starbucks. She goes to Starbucks and she goes, they discontinued this certain cheese that I love and they're now putting something else on the sandwich. I got the last cheese. The last cheese this store was going to receive ever of my cheese. And I got this cheese. And so I drove to work and I was like, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah. (laughs) And she just was like, whatever it takes to manifest the luckiness and feel blessed or lucky, live that life. Feel lucky. So my husband and I are going through just shit. Like we've just, I mean, it's part of it. It's life. Life sucks. Just wear a helmet. The end. That's. We are blessed and lucky. We live on a lake. We have a pool. We have waterfront. I have great grass. My dogs are, my two dogs are alive. My old ass dog is alive. She's had cancer eight times in one leg and has had eight surgeries. She's walking on. We call it the $5,000 leg. And so many surgeries. She is kicking it. And I, I left for Midland one day and I was like, how lucky are we that like Chupa gets you here? Like, she would be dead if it didn't have Trey to take her to two doctor's offices three times a week. A thousand percent. And if he had a 12-hour job like he used to have in Midland, he couldn't take her to to doctor's office. She would have been dead. She would have been dead by now. We were so lucky. And he was like, okay, take your lucky shit and go. And he rolled his eyes. And I'm like, shut up. We are so lucky. I'm valid for what I'm saying. We are valid and we are, we are great. And I went to Midland. And we made money on that live sale, and I drove back, and I went outside, and I took my fucking socks and shoes off, and I touched that grass, and I said, we are lucky to live here. It feels good. No, and then whether are, it's, yeah. it is a placebo or not, eat that placebo sugar pill and crunch it up your fucking Boo. gullet. <laughs> Snort it I down think, your nose. I think the same thing, because I sit there and I tell my husband when he's very frustrated, I'm like... 
I know right now it's difficult. Mm-hmm. I know what we're going through in the business is stressful. But I'm like, think about the flexibility we have. We get to be home with our son. We get to pick our daughter up from school. Like, we get to walk her to school. We get to walk her home from school. Mm-hmm. We also get to go on vacations during yeah. the week. And we don't have to worry about if they're going to allow us time off and all mm-hmm. these things. And we could go on a two-week vacation and not worry about where is that money coming from or whatnot. Do we have to work during that time? Yes. There are trade-offs. Yeah. Is it stressful? Yes. But I sit there and I try to remind him consistently how much we are given to be able to run this and you would rather work a hundred hours than for yourself than 40 hours for someone else exactly like you're getting so much more out of it and 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 my old doctor that i used to work for he has so much beautiful knowledge and he literally told us all the time he was like if um he would tell oh well one thing he would tell us he goes um god didn't bless you uh just because he blessed you so you would bless other people. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing to think about. And I think about that when I'm helping people. I've I've actually gone back um, to dentistry two days a week uh, just because I love it and I love this practice and I love the people I work with. It's such a good family atmosphere. But, like, I bless the people I work with. I, I help them and I love on them. And the people that are nervous or they have anxiety because of dentistry, which is almost everybody. Yeah. You know, like they need people that are going to love on them. And Mm -hmm. I want to be that. Like that makes me fulfilled. It doesn't fulfill me to answer phone calls to move people and like and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It would fulfill me to be on the move to make sure they have a good experience but i i physically am not there and i don't do that and stuff like that so i have to like pick and choose and right now like this helps me as well as running our own business and and it it's it's a very tricky thing and uh i just i just love the wisdom that i get from them and last thing i think that really he's taught me is is something to really kind of take apart from everything else is you know if Something happens to you and it doesn't matter in five years, you need to let go of it. Like, I got a Louis Vuitton stolen out of my car, which is stupid. It was in there in the first place, but it was. And I had to sit to myself and go, that bag was important to me. I had all the things in it and it's frustrating. And I looked and I thought about what he had said before and then he said multiple times and I said, in five years, I don't care about that bag. Like, if my house burnt down, what do I care about? In five years, what would matter? Right. My family, my animals, <clears throat> like, things that are actually valid. Right. So, same to go to what Ashley was saying. You know, it's like, be thankful for what you have. Remember that on the daily. Like, take the time when you're on your way to work and turn that radio down for a second. Think about, like, my day is going to go well. I'm going to do beautiful things. If you want to pray, pray. Like, do the things that make you happy and that are going to fulfill you in life. Right. Pray or manifest happiness. Yeah. Yep. And you really can manifest that. If you start your day off where you're just like, God damn it, I burned and the rest of your day goes down, you manifested the you're, day. You're responsible for your own anger yes. at that point. Yes. It's like so you just can always go, turn it around. I'm going to reset. Today's going to go well. I'm going to listen to some killer music. I'm going to be happy and mm-hmm. just walk in the door and make that day your bitch. Yep. Yes, bitch. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. That's a great episode. Bye.
Look how loud.